0: gotta go. Yeah, I'll call you back. I'm like that real Hey, it's Michelle Reppogel, the realtor lady. I want to welcome you to my podcast. It is about all things real estate, home inspection, staging, trust, wills, market updates, things that are just going on in the market currently sometimes we talk about lending. I have a lender that comes on occasionally. So if you have any interest in that, this podcast is for you. I also sprinkled in some stuff about Santa Cruz, so that's kind of fun. So tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with The Realtor Lady. Hi, welcome back. Uh, you are with The Realtor Lady, and today I'm interviewing Jack Macarilla of American Home Inspections. We're going to talk about home inspections. and we We did a podcast in the past about home inspections but we're gonna talk a little bit more about how things have changed and how uh, people get reports and uh, what to do if you're given a report should you get your own a brief overview of a home inspection and then um, what what happens in the home inspection and and what questions might you ask after the inspection so uh, take it away go ahead and introduce yourself jack and Maybe give us, tell us a little bit about
1: Chu. Well, hello, I'm Jack Mancarella, the owner of American Inspection Service. So what is a home inspection? The home inspection, the definition is actually a visual inspection of the readily accessible components of the structure, right? So as an inspector, we're not in there tearing in the walls. We're not dismantling things however that being said we do remove covers off of furnaces and electrical panels as long as they're accessible of course and you know it's safe to do so and then we'll, you know as part of our SOP um, we you know, inspect the roof chimney plumbing systems heating systems electrical systems and then basically go through a structure and you look for any moisture intrusion issues check outlets where you can safety features smoke alarms and CO detectors and things like that. Not all inspectors test those pieces of equipment, but we do at least check for their presence. So, so it's co- visual inspection
0: stuff, though, really. Okay.
1: Yes, yes, except for, like I said, opening electrical panels and removing the covers to check the wiring and breakers okay. inside. That's um, a critical component of a structure that should be done.
0: And buyers always want bids and, um, it's explain why you don't give bids in your, in your
1: reports. Well, yeah, no problem. It, it's actually, it's not allowed by the inspectors associations to, to work on or give estimates for, uh, work, uh, on structures you inspect for at least one year. Uh, why there's a limitation, I don't know, but, um, I personally say, let's say I find an electrical issue. I'm not a licensed electrician. I know a lot about electricity and electrical components, but there are methods of repairs. There's all manner of things that are evolving all the time, and a licensed electrician will know exactly, you know, how to correct those, or at least the most um, convenient or you know up-to-date manner. You know, we're generalists. We go in and we find issues and we recommend to a professional, and A lot of in my reporting, I do when I make a recommendation, I'll also add verbiage to say, prior to the end of your contingency period. Let's say we find an issue with a furnace, and the furnace has whatever issue. Seems to me to be sort of minor. However, I recommend you get it evaluated prior to the end of your contingency (laughs) period. Now, let's say Mister Home Buyer decides not to do that, waits till after escrow closes, and then says, "I get the heating guy." The heating guy says, "Well, this furnace is done, and we need to replace the entire unit." So, regardless of how—and this has happened to me over the years doing this—regardless of how strong your language is, many times people don't do that. They decide to wait till after escrow closes, and then you get the call. I had a client call me and said, "What you told me—the electrical panel is located behind the water heater," but. You know, and, uh, and you said you, this is an inappropriate location and it's inaccessible and it should be evaluated by a licensed electrician prior to any contingency period. I said, yes. So, well, you didn't use strong enough language. I, I go, I, I don't know how much more strongly I could have said <laughs> it, you know. I, I, anyway, you can lead a horse to water, but that's just the way it goes sometimes.
0: Yeah. So, So, that was one i mean i've gotten calls over the years from um uh, clients like well the home inspector didn't tell us about this we look back at the report and this wasn't in there and um my feeling is you can't get everything and um there's some stuff like i was at a house yesterday and the cat had scratched the the uh doorway frame you know to get in the door and i knew that wasn't going to be on the inspection but the buyers weren't there. So I knew they had to be told. So I, you know, I put it in my agent visual. I mean, there's some stuff that you might miss or there's some stuff out of the scope. How do, how do you work with people on that?
1: Well, cosmic deficiency, cosmetic deficiencies are usually, you know, it's, it's sort of you have to look at it and say, you look, if I'm walking to this house and I just spent two million or three million dollars on this house, I want to, I want everything. Now, I want everything on the inspection. That also being said, if, if I'm buying a four hundred thousand dollar manufactured home, right. I want everything right. on the inspection. So the price of the structure doesn't really matter. And we as inspectors, you could just say it. The, there's scratching on the door frame. Looks like some pet damage. It's cosmetic in nature. However, you may wish to have a repair. As long as you bring it to light without. Uh, lighting flares or people's hair on fire. And I think, again, that goes into sort of managing expectations, you know, on how you word things. You don't have to make mountains out of molehills. However, regardless of the price point of the structure, it's a, it's a, usually an emotional decision for people to buy, and it's what they can afford. And it, sometimes it's all the money they have to get in there. So you can't look at it as a, as, a, as a a cost, like, oh, it's a really nice house. I better be more picky sort of at it. Oh, to,
0: yeah. I, I just meant when people call and say, but they missed this, what what do, how do yeah. you handle that? I mean, I just don't think you can.
1: The first thing that people should do is call the inspector. And the inspector should take the call and get on it immediately. Um I don't know about you, but I don't like being on hold or waiting in line. And that's not one of my favorite things. And as a home buyer, if I find an issue, I want, I want answers. If there's a discrepancy or whatever. So as an inspector, it really behooves you to get on it and just be straight up. And you know what? We're all human. We do miss things. That's just, you know, it could be for whatever reason. I mean, I've been on many, many inspections where clients Will want to walk around with me and talk to me and I'll politely just turn and say excuse me I'm trying to do a really good job and I'm trying to be thorough and the conversation's a bit distracting so let me finish what I'm doing and we will walk over this entire structure and you'll see everything I have seen prior to us leaving so again it's about managing your clients you know just let me do my thing and it'll all be so, worthy, you
0: know? so then you would also probably advise the buyers to be there at least I mean I try to get them there for the summary so they can get a kind of a
1: Absolutely. I want anytime I can have my clients on site. Absolutely. Because, you know, you read about something and it seems like a large issue. You see it in plain, you know, plain light. and It's like, Oh, it, um,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, they're all used houses.
1: So that, yeah. unless. Yeah. And that gate swings both ways too. It didn't sound that bad on the inspection report, but when I looked at it, Oh my God. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah it, it all does look pretty so, inflammatory on paper versus just standing there and um, mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's been so many times where Mm -hmm. the roof just looks horrible standing out. This actually happened to me two years ago. The roof looked horrible. I mean, I just, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to get this roof inspected. And the roofer came out and said, it's fine. It just, it's ugly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just an ugly roof. It just had a Um, weird shape and it had some dirt and the guy was like, no, it's fine.
1: Yeah. And there's so many issues. There's a lot of components to a house, you know? Um, So again, going back to people wanting estimates and things like that. Imagine if you called every trade as a home inspector, I'm looking at the roof, the fireplace, the plumbing, the heating, the electrical, the structure, the interior finishes and things like this, any moisture intrusion. Imagine if you had to try to get all those professions on site (laughs) and the cost of that uh, and the convenience and even the scheduling of that. So I, so me personally, if I'm buying a house, I'm absolutely going to get an inspection. You know, there's just because, because it's one person doing many jobs. And again, it's a generalist, but, you know, a good home inspector is going to be able to recognize things that need attention and get the right people out And
0: there. I always tell people, um, I remember years ago, you inspected a brand new house for me and the water went across the kitchen, I don't know if you remember that, you turned on the water and it was reversed and for the dishwasher and the water went mm-hmm. across the kitchen. It was pretty hysterical. Yes. They didn't buy the house but um, I learned right then, I was like, oh, you have to inspect new houses too. You can't assume that everything was done right.
1: Well, not only that, it gives the client a baseline. Contractors responsible or developers responsible for the house for one year of all defects. So as an inspector, you go in the, the first month or when the people are buying the home, you do a thorough inspection. And, the, and my recommendation is come back in nine or 10 months after someone's lived there and they've turned things on and they start saying, hey, you know, these doors don't shut all the way or I smell something strange under the house, which actually happened to me. Um, I went under the house and the plumbing had failed. One of the waistlines had oh. broken or became, became disconnected. And there you go. And luckily, we got it in time, contract will take.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, it's so interesting to me that on the new homes, a lot of times the people who are not that um, well acquainted with constructions are the ones that are in charge with the most the sensitive systems, such as plumbing. Um,
1: and homes aren't getting more basic, they're getting more complex. You know, energy efficient homes. Um, all this, you know, I want to be able to turn on my furnace while I'm driving home, sort of, you know, oh, all these all electric right. homes and high-tech yeah. homes and things. You have to realize that these homes can also be temperamental. Um, if there's a glitch in your software or the matrix, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it, then, then the lights don't turn on, the door doesn't open, and you know, now you're chasing that down. So if you want it, you know, just be just realize what you're getting. Yeah. At.
0: Um, there's also Mm -hmm. demand changes from homeowner to homeowner. Cause I I noticed over the years I was selling houses to people from the, from, you know, grandma and grandpa who own the house, who for some reason, old people live in the dark. I don't understand that my own grandparents did that where They keep every light off and they don't use anything for something. They're saving that. I don't know what's happening, but anyway, then a whole family moves in and you got kids and TVs and devices and then things don't work. And they're like, well, but this were, and it's like, well, they just didn't use it like you did, and you used it differently. I mean, so I always try to put a home warranty on there, at least trying to get that water heater that's being overloaded or or the furnace that's being blasted on an unusually cold year, you know, those kind of things to try to get out in front of really, like you said, it's not temperamental, but really it's a change in use if you think about it,
1: Sure. Yes. And we are asking much more from our electrical systems mm-hmm. these days, you know, I mean, with smart TVs and all the devices and they want to phase out gas, especially here in California, we're going to be more and more dependent on that. Yeah. So if you buy a house that's you know, 60 years old and it has a 100 amp <laughs> service and you go to plug something in and the cords fall out of the outlets because they're just so old and loose, um, it's time to do some more yeah. electrical upgrades. Because you know we plug in and all of a sudden, gosh! Every time I turn on the television, the whole house goes off or whatever, you know. And you you you've heard it as many times as I have. Every time I turn on my blow dryer, you know, the, the trips the breaker. My, or I run the microwave and turn on the mine coffee was pot, toaster. You
0: know? So we brought over a
1: yeah. They
0: had a microwave when we bought our house. We had a microwave and an oven, and the toaster all on the same circuit. Just tripped it every time, mm-hmm. and. So,
1: yeah. So we're asking a lot out of these systems. Yeah. Now. And that seller mm-hmm.
0: didn't, I guess they didn't use a toaster. They didn't use something that, so that was not apparent when we bought the house. Yeah. Um, now we talked a little bit about this when, when a buyer goes in our area, cause my podcasts and videos are just specifically to the Santa Cruz County area. When I talk about any uh, customary things that happen here in terms of real estate we are typically given home inspections and termite inspections and inspections from the seller. And you and I talked about this a little Mm -hmm. bit about kind of almost the the duty of the home inspector to the buyer or the seller. And should you get another inspection and get your own or what what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, the the duty of the inspector is liable to the people who has a signed contract. Right. Right? So, if as a seller I do an inspection for you, and I find X, Y, and Z, and you know, say thank you, have a nice day, and then the buyer moves in and only X and Y were taken care of, and Z wasn't. Now I get a call from a buyer saying, "Hey, Z wasn't taken care of. It was on your, you know." It's like, "Who are you? First of all, and do I have a contract with you? Or, you know, or did I inspect the house for you? No. Well, I'm sorry, I can't help you." And this has, you know, of course, come up in the past. I had a, a guy, uh, year, I did a, an inspection for a seller years ago. And about three years after the, after the inspection, I got a call from someone who's now bought the house. They removed all the bushes that were growing up against the house. And they found that there was cracks in a foundation wall that were currently not exposed. You know, I don't go out there and trim the people's trees or like whatever mm-hmm. And I'm asking, I, I can't even find the property on my computer, so I at least, it's at least three years old. So I finally found it in archives. And as I'm talking to this gentleman and looking at these photos, and I said, "Excuse me." So did, when I inspect, did I inspect this house for you? And he says, "No." I said, "Well, I'm sorry. I don't have any obligation to you." Um, and he was quite agitated. And I said, "You know, I'm sorry for the situation, but it's out of my hands Have a nice day." Well, then I get these e- emails from him saying, you know, I'm taking you to court you know, the whole thing. And I, I we have a corporate attorney. I just sent it to him and he, the attorney called me and said, um, this guy has no leg to stand on. I don't know why he's approaching you. And I, I don't either. That's why I have you. So as someone using someone else's report, you have no, you have no, you could drag everybody into court if it really got to that. But more than likely, the judge is going to say you don't have any. This inspector is not beholden to you, you know. Um, if it's some gross negligence, you know, of course, everybody loses in court or can. I don't know, but it's certainly knock on wood something that's never happened to me before. And I, I again, like I said, if I was going to buy a house, I'm getting my own inspection regardless of what's supplied okay. to me, because I, I want to have someone else. You know, that if, if something goes wrong, that I have that I can go to. Also, as an inspector, I don't care if I'm doing an inspection for a buyer or a seller. My inspections are all the same. And a lot of times we've heard, probably you've heard, um, well, you know, the, the sellers had a home inspection. I don't really trust the guy. He's probably working for the sellers, kind of thing. And that's not how it works. A home inspector, I mean, people of integrity, we're not, you know, you don't do this for 25 years for being, you know, shady Joe. You know, so you just, you can't, I, I do not inspect a house, regardless of who it's for, buyers or sellers, it's all the same. There's not, let's just downplay this or let's up talk that. It's all the same. So, again, get your inspections, people, so you have some sort of recourse. If something
0: goes on. Yeah. I, 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 most home inspections are good. I just, if I can, I like to get the buyer, get their own. And, um, unfortunately I think I've, I've run across a few home inspectors that are, are just phoning it in and I've been in the business long enough and my careers with them where I feel like mm-hmm. they might just not be doing their, be- like they're, they've lost their, um, mojo for the job as it were. So I don't think they're trying to hide it. They just, and I think, yeah, I don't.
1: I totally agree. And I know what you're saying. Um, My thinking is this, the day you get complacent is the day you should leave because once you're complacent, not only are you doing your clients a huge disservice, you're going to be the guy called in the court or whatever. And, you know, if you've lost your love for it or the desire to help, you know, do what you need to do, then it's not. Yeah. It's really not. And I hear what you're saying. And, and that goes in all the trades, though. In, in all I blocks, think in every I profession,
0: think. I, think. I think it's just this, this particular yeah. facet of it is, um, is harder because this is where things get missed. And it seems like some of the other people that mm-hmm. I've been working with, um, they're, the, 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 the longer they get in the business, the easier it is for them. And they, and they just kind of are better at it where there's a few people that have just lost it. And so it does depend on who's done the inspection. And I, I still like buyers to just get their own, or maybe get one that they're maybe, uh, you know, even if the seller says, okay, I'll give I'll get you a new one and let's all agree on who we're getting. Fine. That's fine. You know what I mean? That, that, but that mm-hmm. new one start fresh, let's just go with this one and, and have some people attend buyer and sellers and So, um.
1: yeah, I I also, too, you know, I get calls from agents saying, hey, Jack, you inspected, you know, one, two, three, fourth street for the seller. and My buyer is going to buy it, you know, someone that uses me to do their inspections. And and can they call you? It's like, sure, of course. I'll I'll be happy to go over the information because that's at the end of the day. That's what it's all about is getting information to people as an inspector, too. We have no vested interest in the outcomes of the report. That's why we don't give estimates for the repair. And so it keeps us neutra- neutral or should, should be neutral. Be neutral third party. And it, there's nothing to gain by being complacent or sugarcoating or, you know what I mean, or anything. It's just let's keep it black and white, keep the emotion out of it. This is broken. Let's get it fixed you know, so this is broken. Here's what's going to happen. If you don't fix it, and you should get it fixed, you know, and if we keep it that way and, and do our best and, you know, then if you make a mistake, it was an honest mistake and you deal with it. You, know, you just deal with it in the best way that everybody's So, happy What are the about. best
0: questions that you get from buyers? Is it something like, what should I be concerned with today? Or um, can you just pinpoint maybe three things I should run at?
1: What's oh the best question you hear? It, it, it's a- Well, I just had an email this morning about someone. I did a house, uh, uh, in Bonnie Dune, actually, it was an older house. And they said, is there asbestos in the walls? I "I have no idea. You, if you're concerned about that, it's certainly the house was built in the era where asbestos was used. Um, I'm not an don't test for those things. So if you're concerned about it, absolutely get it tested. You know, so it's usually. That's funny because it'll say something like, in the inspection report, you mentioned a crack in a stucco. Yes. And you tell them, hey, stress rashers in stucco are common. However, this one is not. That's why I brought it up.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
1: And they'll say, okay, great. And then the next question oh, seems always is, so what do you think about oh. the house? <laughs> and I say, have you read the entire report? Well, no. Well, Everything I think about that house is in the entire inspection report. Uh, another one. I got a call two days ago from a gentleman. He seemed quite flustered. Uh, my realtor said I could call you. You did the home inspection. I said, "Great." Was it for you? No, it wasn't. I said, "Let me. How can I help?" He goes, "I don't know where the thermostat is. I don't know where the water heater is. I don't know where the furnace is." So, and I'm going, "Have you read the report?" He said, well, "No." Well, in my reports, I tell you where all those things are. So why don't you go ahead and read that and then get back to me. I'm in her background. So that's inevitably it's, it's, what do you think of the entire house? And the next, my question is, then have you read the report? And it's no, 99% of the time it's no. I saw the one thing that caught my eye and I called it.
0: I think (laughs) there's a termite inspector. I work with that You, I know, you know, and, um, I've worked with him so many years and two of them actually. And I just wait for the point where they come under, come out from underneath the crawl space so I can read their face. I don't need a report. And there's been a couple times where yeah. they've just shook their head yeah. and made a face. One of them's famous for it. Uh, one of them gets gets quiet and the other one makes a face. And I know, and I always tell buyers, if I can, I gotta be there because I want to see their face. <laughs> I just want to see the reaction. And it's and the and the reason I think of that is because it you said, did the the buyer said, do you think it's a good house? And I can tell you that face usually tells me if I'm on the right track with the house or if we need to really double back and think about this.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah again it's so important to be at the inspection you know gosh to think about it I'm you know around here throwing a million dollars plus is average yeah. home cost you know yeah. pretty much that's a ton of money
0: in my neighborhood and they're buying to, them for a just, million plus and scraping them yes that's where yeah. we've gotten in our market um, yeah, yeah
1: it's just insane it's a huge investment what and you and you tell me you wouldn't be there you know, I have, I have many clients, however, on the other side of that, who are very expensive homes. They don't even live in the country, you know, so you're just dealing with their attorney. So that's a whole different um, level. This isn't just, Hey, we're trying to get ahead and buy a house for yeah. the first time. Um, that being said, I did an inspection for a young couple and they were so sweet and they were, they had scraped every mm-hmm. nickel together. And I went to the house, and I walked around the house. by my, I got there early by myself, and this place was just that. It was like, there's no way. There's no way anybody should <gasps> be buying it. Oh. it. had structural damage. It had rotted. It, it, it was right after the one of the big storms, and there was about an inch of water in the living room floor where it had settled before it settled. Anyway, they showed up. We walked around for five minutes, and the realtor is with me now because this is the first time he's gotten a chance because after the storms, we couldn't get to the property. They finally, we finally all got access. So all of us are walking around and the young lady looks at her husband and says, you know, we're using every nickel we can just to get in. Uh, and I, and I look, I said, you know what? I don't usually say this, but this isn't the house for you. This house has thousands, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage. And I, and, and that's something, Michelle, you know me, I don't, I don't say that uh, ever or, or insanely rarely. And she said, Okay, thank you. And her boyfriend just goes, you know, Her boyfriend or the husband showed up and he says, You know, pretty handy guy. And after a while, I walk around and, they that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the realtor, after they left, he said, Thank you. I didn't want, you know, I want, they wanted to look at the house. They were all fired up about it. And I knew this is not the yeah. house for them. And I mean, it would have just it would have crushed them. and you're living in this place and it's just falling down around your ears, that's not right.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's. Um, and if I hadn't, honestly, Michelle, if I had not been doing this for as long as I have and felt comfortable with the people I was with, I don't know if I would have said that, um, but I would have certainly said, you need to get every every contractor I'm suggesting out here as soon as possible. possibly can. But that all being said, literally after walking around the house, it was done.
0: And that, that happens. I I actually, I've only had that happen a few times because I do what I'm not supposed to, but I'll walk around and go, no, there's just, there's, there's things that come up now that I can kind of tell that, you know, this is, this is not going to work out.
1: Well, Michelle, see, that's it though. You've been doing this a, for a long time as well. And you know when it's not going to work for yeah. somebody. So let's not, let's not go through the machinations. Let's just say, okay, let's do yeah. something different. Yeah. You know? And that's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's called doing a service to your yeah. client. You're certain, you know, you're, you know, these people and their positions. Yeah.
0: I remember know, we um, looked under one and house been, and the I've, whole house, big house. Something felt, that's a big house, really big house it was just you opened up the trap door underneath the house just full of wires just wires hanging down I, I still can't get the picture out of my head it was just what 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 building even has that many wires i mean like what was going i was like a, just a spider web of wires and it was just probably running the length of this 1200 square foot house and we looked at everything and went through all the inspections and report and just opened that door and it was just like no it was just a, it yeah. was just a no.
1: So, I mean, right away you look at something like that, or I do, I mean, and I think, well, we've had non-professional repairs or additions. Multiples. So, you know, and then, and then right away your radar just goes through the roof because you know, if that's one, there's going to be others, you know, some guy who thought he was an electrician or, a yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, on the other, on the other side of that too, I've also told clients things, you know, I'm I'm explaining what's going on and showing them, showing them. And I've had realtors shall remain nameless say, Oh, he just has to say that. Oh, what are the exact words on one that always sticks in my head? And I just turned and said, no, I don't have to say that. I, absolutely going to say it because this is the truth of what's going on We're not just you know it was it was such a strange statement so yes. it was like you know I, I understand you don't sell a lot of homes mr realtor but i'm not going to go down with you on this <laughs> you know these people know. So, yeah there's hey.
0: always that uh getting into the the minutia with the other agent and what they feel is important with it so it's like no for me it's my buyer my seller whoever the, whoever's that's, who's important. If it's important to them, it's not whether it's important Mm -hmm. to you. And, and I know sometimes I'm guilty of, I think I come off as flippant, but after a while and going through these inspections and going through houses, I realize that will be fixed or it won't be fixed. I've seen plenty of people move into houses that left the roof and left all the issues and lived there for 20 years, just fine. They were aware of it, but they're there. There's a house Mm -hmm. down the street from me. My buyer didn't want it because it had been re-roofed three times. And he was just freaked out about that. That scared him. He didn't get this really lovely house. He was very sorry. Those people lived in that house for another 10 years before they did anything on that roof. You know, that was.
1: Yeah. And I've inspected homes five years like you know one one year and then three or four years have come back and literally it's almost the same inspection like you guys didn't do anything
0: and the house is still there and they're happy
1: and they're moving yeah the house is still there and and that pipe that leak in that water line didn't hurt anything so forget
0: it i know a lot i just i I feel like i'm discounting things for people but it's just like I, i i've seen the big deals and these are not the big deals um yeah yeah. You know and i I had people call me back and say, well, i had I sold one house, and I, I referenced this one a lot is I said, i we got a bid for seventy six thousand to repair some siding on this huge building. And the guy goes, No, it's going to be more than that. It's gonna be more than that." And I said, You know, I don't know. I don't think so, but I don't really know. And he came back to me and he said, "Yeah, it was about two hundred thousand. He wasn't mad at me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mad at anybody who inspected it. He knew that. And I think uh, that I think they made a bunch of money on that house, so they were okay. But um, well,
1: again, as an inspector, that's why you know to give mm-hmm. estimates and things. I mean, sure, you can speak in broad terms, like if it's a fifteen hundred square foot house and it needs a roof, what do you think? And I'm I'm saying you know twenty thousand. You know, just depends on whatever X number. Don't quote me on that. That's what I'm hearing in today's world. The reality is, it could be way more or way less. Um, material costs have gone through the roof with all this supply chain or whatever nonsense yeah. going on. And as you know, and, and construction costs have gone up, everything's gone up. Nothing's coming down. That's for sure. Or, I heard or maybe wood's it's coming down. level up.
0: I yeah, oh, I is? did have a contract come oh, in a while ago that that <laughs> okay. was the good news is the wood. But I, oh, And windows are coming well, back in stock. I, but you know, it just depends on who you talk to. I, I had a window guy who, did some windows mm-hmm. for me and he said, Yeah, I can get them now. You know, I couldn't get them before, but I can get them now. And then I have another guy, Oh, no, you can't get windows. It's like, Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. So again, that's why it's like giving bids is not part of what we do as an inspector. Yeah. You don't even, and that's why I don't want to. And, and I, I, honestly, I'm not a big fan of working on my own house. I don't want to work on someone else. Yeah. House. You know, so, <laughs> but I know, but again, I don't give estimates. Um, it's an interesting business. I enjoy it. I have enjoyed it very much. And I I continue to do so as long as that happens, you know, as long as I like doing it every day, I'll keep doing it. Um, but you know, what's, I think one of the best parts too is like that young couple I shared with you about it's helping folks out, you know, um, just people, people don't know that much about what they're getting into. And when you open their eyes, it's like, wow, cool, you know, or, oh, my goodness. But it's it's neat to see people get it, you know, that what you're trying to do is you're trying to inform. When them.
0: we bought our house, I still think the agent could have done a better job negotiating for us because there were some issues with the house. But we got a deal on our first house for sure. Um, the home inspector did it, gave us the report. Actually, we got a physical copy that was hundred million years ago and said, here's your list of things you need to do over the life of your ownership of this home. Like it was like, here's your manual and here's your to-do list. And that's what we treated it as not a a tool to beat up on the seller or uh, disappointed that we feel like we paid too much tool. It was roof in five years. So we saved up and in five years we replaced the roof and you know, the plumbing is, was galvanized. It needs to go over. We put copper in, but you know what I mean? It was just a list of all the things. And we kind of got through the list and then decided we don't want to live there anymore, but you
1: know. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so was that helpful? That sort of report?
0: It was, I didn't understand that the actual, I didn't actually understand the whole process at the time. I think to understand that it's really to give you a look under the hood of what's going on with that house. It's not a tool to use, like I said, to get back at the seller for a raging market or to punish somebody for something. I've, I've had buyers. Luckily, I didn't end up continuing to work with them, but I've had buyers who've read reports and want me to somehow punish the seller for these items that they found on this home and it's it's a bizarre thing of well they didn't do this hmm. work and you know they need to be told and they're not even writing an offer they're just like almost um offended by the report it's like wow there's wow. because it, this is a people business all the way around it doesn't have anything to do with houses <laughs> it's, just, it's just all people but but the actual yeah. report itself should be treated more like a manual you don't get a manual on a whole house, but that's as close as you're going to get to
1: one. Exactly. And, and I've been asked that a thousand times, you know, what do you think about the roof? Well, I think the roof has you know some life left in it or, you know, this roof needs to be replaced as soon as you can, you know, or Hey, it's, it's almost new, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, answer. I always try to answer the question to the best of my ability. You know? And, and, and that on the plumbing and all that stuff as yeah. well. Um, you know, you want to give people an overview, but at the same time say, Hey, you know, you, this will need to be attended to, you know, and I see it on both sides. Like as a buyer, yeah, you want your realtor to work that seller and get every nickel you can. And as a seller, you're saying, wait a minute, it's yeah. working fine.
0: And it's on yeah. both sides. So it's um, like well, seller look, you know, uh, years ago we did home inspection and found out the shower wasn't connected. they never knew. They didn't, they didn't inspect it when they bought it. And it just for like 10 years, just been running underneath it. was a a crawl space on an an out building and they never knew. So we had that repaired uh, before we went on the market. So that was just one less thing that, you know, could become an issue. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a good thing to actually do it from the seller side at the beginning. And then for the buyer, sometimes it's like, this is a really good house. I know these things really concern you, but it shouldn't be enough to walk away from, you know, those, those, it's got to get you in the right neighborhood, the right location, uh, good bones, you know, for, for our area, it might be about the best you can get despite its faults. Right.
1: And people also need to realize too, especially with a lot of older homes in our area that if the the structures in the, the integrity of the structure is great, but see plumbing, heating systems, things like that, water heaters, those are components of the house and they are wear components they are going to wear out. That's why, you know, it's when we use phrases like beyond design life, you know? Yeah. It's, this thing is 30 years older than the, the you know, the, the design life, the, you know, what what is the average sort of design life of these things and how, you know, so, Hey, it's, if, if you can realize that, hey, these components can be replaced. It's not that huge of a deal, and the structure is great, and the house is great, location is great. Then, I mean, if it were me, I I wouldn't have an issue. It's like, okay, cool. I like I like the place. It's got good bones, like you're saying. It's in a great location. Neighbors are great. Whatever it happens to be. And yeah, I got to replace the water here in a furnace. I'm yeah. Good at that.
0: That's yeah. The way I, it, I did. I still went know. downtown, and after a while, the seller said, "No, we'll give you we'll give you a a reduction in price, but we're not doing any work for you." And They've been down there doing work and they're happy and walking to their favorite coffee place, putting in a water heater and, you know, they, they really got, they really did Mm -hmm. get what they want. There was just a little bit more to do. And that's actually kind of Santa Cruz in a nutshell. Unfortunately, I don't know about different areas. I can't speak to other areas. I I think other areas may be easier. I don't really know. Well, I I want to thank you so much for being a guest, working out your camera problems with us.
1: My pleasure. Uh, Hopefully it was informative and will be useful. Yes,
0: that is the idea. I I love the idea of a uh, homeowner's manual, kind of a homeowner's guide, as it were, and maybe stop thinking of it as such a a hammer to the condition of the home, but maybe more of a guide. So I learned something myself today is Mm
1: -hmm. how to present it. And again, buying or selling, get your own inspection. (laughs) that's your recommendation.
0: recommendation. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Jack. I really appreciate it. Hey, it's the realtor lady, Michelle Replogel. Is there a subject you would like me to explore in real estate or maybe about Santa Cruz? Feel free to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. Or if you'd like me to help you buy or sell real estate, that's also something that I do. You can contact me on Instagram, Live the Santa Cruz Life, or on my website, michellesellsforyou.com. That's with one L. My Facebook page, Live the Santa Cruz Life as well. Or check out my YouTube channel, Live the Santa Cruz Life with Michelle Logal, And my email, michelle at michellesells I would love to hear from you.